Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody, and a Freilich to all. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayeshev. Parshas Vayeshev is a most exciting parsha, whereby we see the hand of God moving history. Hashem told Avraham in chapter 15 in the book of Bereshis at the Brisbane Absorim that his children would be descendants. They would be enslaved, strangers, enslaved, persecuted in a land which was not theirs for 400 years. Then they would leave with great wealth. How does it happen that we get into this land which is not theirs. Yaakov and his family are living in Israel. How do we get to Egypt, which is the land that the Torah is referring to? And the answer is, it could have been, as the Medrash says, that Yaakov would be brought down to Egypt in chains, because the word of God has to be fulfilled. Instead, He's going to go down to Egypt in two weeks to see his beloved son, Yosef. Hashem directs history. That's a very important point. And that's what we have to learn from this parasha. Hashem directed the history at the time of the Hashmonoyim, as we'll discuss in a few moments. And right now, we don't see what's going to be tomorrow, but there's no question that we ought to learn from the parsha that Hashem is doing just that, directing history, number one. Number two, Yosef is the personification of Persume Nisa. When we light the menorah and we put it in the window, or we put it in a place where others are going to see it and be inspired. That's called Persume Nisa, publicizing the miracle. That's what Yosef embodied. The Torah tells us in chapter 39 that when Yosef is brought to Egypt and he's sold to Potiphar as initially a slave, and Potiphar sees that he is a Ish Matzliach, he is a person who is most successful. And why is that? He sees Kashemi He sees that God is with him. Wait a second. How did theology come into this relationship between the master and the slave? And the answer, says Rashi so beautifully, is Shem Shamayim Shogur Befiv. God's name was constantly in his mouth, on his tongue, meaning when Yosef was asked to do something, he would say, Im Hashem, with God's help. He was complimented for what he did. He said, Be'ezra Hashem, only with the help of God. So his master caught on very quickly that this man is a man who's connected to the Creator, who's connected to God. So that is 
the Hanukkah story that even though they tried, the Greeks, to, as we say in the Al-Hanisim, Lashkichon Torah Secha, to make us forget our Torah, Ulaviram, and to cause us to stray, Mechuke Ritzonecha, from your statutes, from your hukim, from the laws which the Greeks could not understand, still we held steadfast. And who is the paradigm of just such behavior? Yosef Hatzadik. Okay, I'd like to go now to Hanukkah and to explain, which is so important that everybody should understand not only what we are doing for this evening, but why we are doing it. We cannot use the small colored candles to satisfy our mitzvah of Ner Hanukkah this evening. Why? The first thing we need to know is that when is <clears throat> the ideal time to, write, to light Ner Hanukkah? And the answer is, in the New York area, approximately 5 o'clock, 10 after 5. Now, if my wife is not getting home until 6.30, I will wait for her. However, if I am in a situation where all who need to be present at the lighting are there, 5 o'clock, 5.10, I'm going to light at that time. Now... This evening, you can't light at 5 o'clock or 5.10. Cause candle lighting is 10 after 4. This is the shortest uh, day of the year. And interestingly, you light the Ne'er Hanukkah before the Ne'er Shabbos. Why is that? Because when we, when women light their Shabbos, they accept upon themselves Shabbos. Once they've accepted upon themselves Shabbos, they cannot light their Hanukkah. So in order for them to light and be part of the mitzvah of their Hanukkah, we light the Ne'er Hanukkah first, and then we light Ner Shabbos. Now, every time you light the menorah, it has to burn for at least a half an hour. But that half an hour begins only at the time when you could have, should have lit the menorah. So this evening, we should be lighting the menorah at 5, 5, 10. We can't because it's Shabbos, so we're going to use oil, which at least burns at least an hour and a half, which is wonderful, or use a large Shabbos candle in your menorah, or use tea lights, which burn for at least an hour, two hours, because, let's do the math together, we need to go from 4.05, which is the proper time for lighting their Hanukkah tonight, to, first of all, 5 or 5.10, which is the ideal time. So I need approximately the lights to last an hour, and then I have to go from 5.10 
for another half an hour, which is the amount of time that the lights are supposed to go once they are lit. So I need illumination light to go from 4.05 when I'm lighting the Hanukkah till at least 5.40. The small colored candles cannot do that. Your oil will do it. Your Shabbos candle will do it. Your tea lights will do it. Don't use the small colored candles. If you were to use them, it would be a bracha levatola. It would be a blessing for naught. It would be like lighting the Hanukkah candles 11 o'clock in the morning, which clearly is not the fulfillment of the mitzvah. So too, use the right thing. If you can't use a menorah, you don't need a menorah. It's best to have a menorah. The two tea lights placed on your windowsill will fulfill the mitzvah of Ne'er Hanukkah. I want to share with you one interesting insight into our celebration of Hanukkah. The Rambam writes in chapter 4 of the laws of Hanukkah in Halacha Yudbeis, the Rambam writes, Hanukkah or Mitzvah's Hanukkah, Chaviva hi ad ma'od. It is especially precious. I wish I were a bucky, most authoritative in all the writings of the Rambam, but I'm led to believe that when the Rambam talks about Purim, another rabbinic mitzvah, Pesach, Shavuos, Sukkos, he does not say, oh, these holidays are chavivahi admaod, are especially precious. He does by Hanukkah. What might be the reason that the Rambam uses such a special praise of the holiday of Hanukkah? I'd like to suggest the following. Take a step back. What are we celebrating? Number one, we're celebrating the military victory. As we say in the Al-Hanism, that we say in every Shemona Esrei, tonight, tomorrow for lunch, we must wash. You must have bread, challah. You must recite Berkat Mozon. And in the benching, we include Al-Hanism. And there we're told that HaKadosh Baruch Hu delivered Rabim Biad Ma'atim. The many Greeks against literally the very few Jews. And we won. The second miracle is that of the Pach Hashemim. Now that we have removed the Greeks from our temple, we had a Hanukkah Habayas. We once again rededicated the Beis HaMikdash and part of the service of having a Beis HaMikdash is every evening before sunset, even on Shabbat, 
they lit the menorah. And they lit the menorah with Shemen Zayas Zach, pure olive oil. We had control of the Mikdash, and the Greeks had defiled all the oil. We looked and looked, could not find any pure oil. Stop. What is the halacha? If you can't find pure oil, and the majority of the Jewish people are impure, and the majority and all the oil you have is impure, so the halacha says three words, tuma, hutra, bitsibur, the disqualification of impurity is overridden when the community is in a state of impurity. In simple English, they could have used impure oil. So if they could have used impure oil, what's the whole big deal? Why even go further and look for the pure oil? But that is exactly the point. The nation of Israel at that time, when they got back the base of Migdash, they said, we don't want second best. We don't want to give Hashem the impure oil. They looked and looked and looked and looked. And since they showed their determination to light only the best, Hashem responded in kind and provided them with that one jar of pure oil. Whoa! So what we are celebrating tonight, when we light our menorah, when we light the Ne'er Hanukkah, we are saying that this is an expression of Ani Dodi, I am for my beloved, Vidodi Li, and my beloved is with me. I have a special rapport with God. I only wanted to use the best for him, and he responded in kind by giving us the opportunity to find the pure oil so that we could serve him in the best possible way. It's a love affair, near Hanukkah. It's a much more profound way of looking at it, not just that, wow, a miracle happened, and it lasted for eight days. Of course, that is the bottom line. But look between the lines and see that there's much more at stake here than the fact that the oil did last for eight days. There's a very powerful lesson here. And the lesson is to learn from Hanukkah. Hanukkah was that how we serve God, we do it in the best way possible. And let's learn from our chayolim. Let's learn from our soldiers, the young men and women who are in the front line in Gaza, who are on the north protecting Eretz Yisrael. These men and women are giving their Shemen Zayas Zoch. They're giving their best. They're giving their all 
for us, for the protection of Klai Yisrael, for the perpetuation of the Jewish nation, for the land of Israel. We have to learn that when we do our mitzvos, we shouldn't do it in a manner that reflects, I can't wait till I'm out of here, and therefore, forgive me, if I don't have your sight today, when they are in the middle of Elenu, I am more than halfway out the door. My tefillin is already off. I can't, forgive me, wait to get out of here. No, that shouldn't be our mindset. Our mindset should be, halavai, as the Talmud says, sheyis paleil ha'adam kol hayom. I wish I could stay in the synagogue and pray all day. Yes, I have to go earn a living. Yes, I need to earn a living so I can fulfill Torah and mitzvot. But Hanukkah teaches us, just as from the letter of the law, each and every night, if all I have is one light, I can make the brachos over that one night, one light, but we don't. We do mahadrin, we do more, we do better. Learn from Hanukkah that that's the way we should approach, please God, all our mitzvot. And let's remember, we only want the best for Him. We want to serve Him in the best way possible. Hashem reciprocated in time at the days of the Hashem Hashem will reciprocate in time for us as well. Shabbat Shalom and a free Hanukkah to all.